This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you, kicking off hour number two, and still a lot to get to. We've got Von Dalzell coming up a little bit later on in the show with his favorite NFL and NBA bets, and then Jason Logan will be with us at 1120 Eastern time to give us his primer for week 18 of the NFL season. Uh, but now let's get to our survivor conversation. And certainly one of the things that I have learned in this whole process is to make sure that at least when it comes to building my model, that week 18 has a team that has some motivation or inspiration to win their game. So when my model said to pick the Ravens for week 18, I'm like, ah, maybe I should have just done this a little bit differently. Uh, but when it comes to uh, pools and such, uh, what do we need to know, Joe? Well, I, I think this is an interesting betting conversation because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks you know, not here, short weeks, holidays, and all that stuff. So my survivor pool is still going on. There's 1,721. So last week I was waiting for it. We got down to six, and then they finally called for a chop vote. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And last week it was five to one. There was one guy that did not want to chop in any way. Mm. Wanted to keep the, the original payout system. He's going for the big prize. Like, okay, that's not a huge shocker to me that out of six, it's hard to get all six to be on board with something. And all six advanced with three different teams this week. Couple had Houston, couple had Cleveland, and the one had Indy, I believe. Uh, they all advanced. So yesterday, same situation. They asked for a chop, and I, and I sent it out there to the six. A lot of variants in the last week. They have, for the most part, the same teams available um, of the favorites. And so I figured something was going to be worked out or at least a semi-chop where, okay, we all take this much and we still play for something. Um, there's probably going to be some sort of a tie here. We'll, we'll see. Maybe somebody goes off the board and they get lucky. It was a five-to-one vote again. The last guy finally <laughs> got back to me last oh. night. So... I I thought that there would be an agreement, um, but no, guys. Like I think there should be a champion, or if it's a tie, multiple champions. He threw. I don't think this would fly, but he threw out the idea of bringing it into the playoffs. That's how strongly he feels about a champion being crowned and somebody getting that monster prize. Uh, people would have to agree on that, which I don't see happening since the other five all want to have a chop right now. They've wanted to have it for a number of weeks, but like. How would you guys handle this? Um, this guy wants to play for the big prize, which it's significant. It's double what the second place is. Uh, you're still guaranteed a good payout whenever you go out at this point. Now that we're down to six, like the, the people that finish the fifth and sixth, fourth even, they're going to get a really good prize. Like they don't, without even hedging any money, which you, which you can also do. But what would you guys do? Would you guys have the mindset of, Play on. I want to be the champion. I want the monster prize. Not life-changing money, but you can get something really, 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 really nice. Um, what do you what do you guys think? So first, like I'd want to know who he has left and why is he this mm-hmm. confident? Second, I'm a bit superstitious. So if I am the one who doesn't want to chop, I'd be nervous that like I'm gonna be next because I think it's a little um I don't even know if I could say that word, but it's just 
a little over the top. You know what I mean? Like take your money and like I've said before, use it to have more entries next year. You're still coming away with something because you look like a clown if you're the one who is no longer surviving after you took a stand and did this. Unless he's, he's super, not being a jerk about which it, which obviously he is. Yeah, he is, but he's not being a jerk about it at all. He's not being like um, Golden Boy. Correct. Saying he's the best better in the world. Okay. And right. for me, as the guy that runs it, like I actually like it and I respect it as a gambler. I don't. I don't think I'd be able to do it because of the variance that we get in week 18. Like maybe a week ago, right. I would have voted against it depending on the teams that I have. But because of everything that we have in week 18, I would want to make sure I get a, a significant amount. But they're also getting a good prize and I can go against my bet. I don't know. What would you do, Ed? Uh, Ed? It, let, let me answer a question with a question. When it comes to mm -hmm. week 18 in general, are you yeah. more confident or perhaps less confident in outcomes naturally because there are other factors that perhaps you need to weigh in that have nothing to do with say on field performance who's going to be out there your priors etc cetera, etc cetera. way less way mm -hmm. less how about you and that's why chopping probably seems more appealing in that regard because yeah. there is more uncertainty when it comes to this particular week so why not go ahead and take what's yours? I'm curious, like in your pool, for instance, in terms of chopping, what the multiplication factor is. Like, okay, you take this amount, but if you get the top prize, like what what is that a factor of, I guess? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so like I, you could do, you could end the pool and you could have an all even mm -hmm. chop, which I, some sure. people, maybe they're looking at other teams and like, well, this guy used every good team. He's in a really bad spot for this week. Um, where you don't want them to take a chunk of maybe what you're thinking is your money. So like the idea that I threw out, we're still playing for a large sum of money, but you're taking a bunch off the table, um, like four and a half X is okay. the difference between first place and what well, you would get in the chop. The other thing I was thinking about is like, what is this guy's financial situation that doesn't want to chop? Like maybe he's like Ed has said before, like maybe he's more into the pride and he's at peace with walking away. And he just, <laughs> he wants to be the champion so bad that like he, he's at peace with, with knowing that he could be out this money. It maybe doesn't mean as much to him. You know what I mean? And, and worst case, the worst case scenario getting this far you're winning a couple grand you know what i mean yeah. like that's what's different about like this survivor pool compared to others like in circa it's zero or i'm a champion and i win all this money and it's life-changing and all that so apparently i don't know what the final figure was but they apparently last week the guys in circa there's four left still four left because all four won last weekend and that one too they did agree to something. I don't know what it is, like maybe a million, million and a half each, and then they're still playing for the big prize. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Oh. I think now factoring in, like I see what the fifth through seventh place gets paid. Yeah. I, I'm down with I'm down with rolling the dice. Like if we, I don't know that dice. I would be the holdout. I don't know that I'd okay. be the holdout. Like if everyone wanted guy. chop and it's like, yeah. Like, but did he know that? Was he, was it like, like, did you yeah. tell people, Hey, where did you follow up? You were like, Hey, it's five Oh, like last, agree, last week I told him, last week I told him it was a, a five, one vote. And then, you know, he hit me up. He's like, I'm, are you, am I the one you're waiting on? I'm like, no, there's one other person that hasn't voted either. 
but I think we know what the vote would be. It's just, it's if you decide. See, now Which, in that respect, yeah. Paul, I think we're different in, in that regard. Like if, if I am the holdout, I'm fine being mm-hmm. that. Like if financially it makes more sense for me to, to play on in terms of the teams I have or the confidence in the pick that I have, et cetera, et cetera, I'm fine with that. I have no problem being, you know, the one lone holdout. I think my question, though, would then be, you know, more about, you know, the financial elements to it. Like, how much would I be getting here? Like, to me, Circa is a very different thing where it's not just the zero, Mm -hmm. but it's also the fact that I've invested so much time all season long in this. And maybe this is just, you know, the, the work ethic in me, I guess. But if I'm going to invest so much time into something, whether it's building models or researching or whatever, I want to know there's some kind of a payout for it instead of putting in all of this hard work for absolutely nothing. And you also, it's a thousand entry too. Like what if you got 10 spots in a group, you guys put 10 K in or something like that. You've got to get something out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the teams that are left. So Cowboys are the biggest favorite of the week. Nobody has them left 13 and a half point favorites, but you would think week 18, the options stink. They're not terrible. I don't know. Like if I'm in this, a team I'm comfortable with and also, I want to go the direction that I think the others are not. So there's game theory involved. Four of six have Cincinnati as a six-point favorite. One has Jacksonville as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Three of six have Tampa Bay as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Five out of six have Pittsburgh as a four-point favorite. Do you know if he has an edge? Like, is like is would he be a non-Cincy pick or something like that? And I mean, if you don't want to get into specifics, that's fine. But I'm just trying to think if this guy who doesn't want no, to it's chop, on the has leaderboard it, has it has a contrarian uh, opportunity, at least because I, if it were me, I would stay like Cincy is the play, but I would stay away from them. Like Zach Taylor saying they're trying to win at all costs or by any means necessary. But for the purposes of this, I think I would go a different direction to try and scoop if that's what we're trying to do here. He has mm. Cincinnati. Use Jacksonville. Um, it looks like he no, he used the Bucks. Jeez, everything's pointing to Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. You can go that route. So game theory, if you're looking to take the team that nobody else is going to be on, where you put yourself in a position where I can scoop this whole thing, isn't Pittsburgh the play? Oh I man. think so. I can't back Steve. Everyone no way. And I like the Ravens Steel- this week. But I'm saying game theory. Like I think, I that's see the not point. The majority yeah. of the people are going to be. They're favored by more mm-hmm. than a field goal. These Steelers people are probably going to Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> like if they have Cincy available, if they have the Bucks available, I'm really well, intrigued by teams. the person who has Jacksonville available because they they have to take Jacksonville. I feel like. Yeah, I'd and be they... hitting up my uh, assistant coach friends with the Ravens to be like, dude, who is playing? <laughs> Yeah. What do we got? Oh, right. gosh. The, the Jacksonville guy you know, used funny. Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. I would think you you that's a must play. You got to take the Jaguars. You have to. There. You're the only one. Yes, you have yes. to. Yep. Right. And, and, and not only that, but Aaron, you're talking about John Harbaugh, you know, being motivated to win regardless of the situation. Isn't Mike Vrabel cut from a similar cloth in that regard? Like the Titans will probably yeah. come out there and, and do their darndest. That's a good point. He talked about that yesterday, actually. So sure did. Right. He even said yeah. a dirty word when he did it. 
<laughs> tisk tisk. <laughs> we don't we don't need that in this G-rated household. He's leaving, right? He's going somewhere so. else. Go out on top. Exactly. Yeah. So why would he? Yeah. Ex- yeah, he's got a lot of motivation. There are to play hard Monday. We have so. Not only are we going to have the playoff set, not only are we going to have a national championship game, but there's going to be like eight coaches fired. It's going to be it's an insane minimum. <laughs> I minimum. I think it could get to double digit changes. No, uh, absolutely. And, and not only that, but it's like we talked about this with Jason Lockenfora a couple of weeks ago. It was like, oh, I could see three out of four teams in the NFC South uh, wanting a change. Like we're talking yeah. about full on divisions with 75 percent of the staffs being changed. That's insane to me, regardless of how it bad is. the divisions are. Mm hmm. I can't wait. But like, there are also some teams where that were locked in, coaches gone, where they're not going anywhere. And I think Chicago is one of those spots where Ibafluce is not going anywhere. And early in the year, like he was marked down, he was circled as a guy that's definitely going to be fired. What's going to happen in season or at the end of the season? Remember when he was a favorite for first coach fired? Like that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes. I'm, I'm old enough like, to remember. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as far as this week, like guys like Antonio Pierce of the interims, he's the only guy I think that has a legit chance. And that's going to be huge for this final game with the Raiders. Can we, can we talk about that for a moment? Because, like, yeah. you go from interim to being the head coach, like, fine. But don't you lose all that likability when now you are the guy and you have to make tough decisions? Like that, that does have to be factored into like, okay, do you really want Pierce to be your head coach knowing full well that like all the good grace that has been built up that naturally does erode because of the promotion? Yes, it does. I don't think it's happened yet. Right. There's no sense of that. And he's had more of a season than most interims, like interims get hot for a month and it's like, Oh, give him the job. Like Basaccia. Oh, give him the job. No, this dude's been doing it for half a season. So now you've got you've got enough to make a decision where it's not just like, ah, small sample size. They rallied around him, like whatever. I think you know and you have those exit interviews to see where where you're at, where your players are at with him. And it's you're a little yeah. bit past the honeymoon period, so you can make a little bit of a more informed decision, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one fair. of the few games where you have two eliminated teams. And, you know, we talk about motivation. We're gonna, You're going to hear it nonstop until these games are done. Uh, what is it? So you got Pierce fighting for his job, right? Like if he wins, it's going to be tough for them to, to pass on him. If he wins, they fired a coach midseason and they would end up with an eight and nine record. Like that's hard. It's hard to pass up on that. Say, no, you know, yeah, we made the mistake with Rich Passaccia. If it was a mistake, I don't know that it was. And we're going to do it again. And then you on the other side, like you've got Sean Payton. Does he want a little bit? better of a draft pick or you know i don't know or does he want to say see i can do this again without russ right and and specifically with the raiders they're going over the win total and fired a head coach that to me is Mm. really intriguing wow this is betql daily presented by betmgm coming up next more from the week 18 card right here on the betql network
Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And let's get back to the slate of games for this Week 18 stretch. And as we're going to talk about a lot these next few days, what is motivation? Who cares about what? How do we look up, say, player incentives for some of these line movements? And how much should that impact, say, overall team bets that we want to make? How about we start with the Chiefs and the Chargers? Currently, Los Angeles at home. Three-point favorites with a whopping total of 36. How do we deal with this one, Joe? Oh, man. How do we deal with this? Why are we at three? That's the question. Why are the Chargers, with an interim head coach, with no weapons on offense for the most part, a backup quarterback named Easton Stick, favored by three? Well, the reason is because the Chiefs spot is locked in at number three. Like, okay, and that's a theme of the week, and there's going to be overreaction on the other side. Like, oh, the Chiefs terrible. And they're going to be having all these backups. That's the expectation, right? Um, we don't know that yet. I'm, I'm sure we'll get a lot of this information today where, you know, coaches are forced to talk about it or quarterbacks are at the podium a lot, a lot of spots on Wednesday. Um, but how could you bet the Chargers? How could you bet the Chargers laying a field goal? I don't understand this one at all, guys. Um, yeah, I don't expect Mahomes kelsey to play you know maybe a few others defensively too but still like pacheco he you don't play him they're gonna they i think they're gonna have to lean on him in the playoffs or they should maybe they're gonna be reluctant to like they have been all season for some reason but just laying points with the chargers not interested and i don't understand the support that they're getting here I don't either. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what this could be. I mean, are are the Chargers just trying to put some good – are they motivated for their own careers? You know, because with a new head coach coming in that, you know, a lot of players assume, like, maybe they will be somewhere else. They won't fit in with the new regime, that they want to get something good on film. I don't really know. I, I can't figure it mm-hmm. out either. One thing that I try and do uh, this time of year is look at, say, individual player incentives, and maybe that sort of mm-hmm. guides me in the right direction. And uh, I think Sal Betri uh, on X uh, put together a thread of a few that are relevant to this one. Chris Jones okay. needs half a sack to earn more than a million dollars, and he's facing an Ooh. offensive line that's not very good. Meanwhile, Austin Eckler needs 110 total yards to cash in a $100,000 bonus. So that leads me to believe that if the Chiefs' defense has motivation and the ground game uh, in some way with with Eckler, uh, if that's also part of a deal, then maybe the under is the play. And yeah, it's a low total, but maybe this just functions like a preseason game where everybody gets what they need to uh, defensively and then offensively for the Chargers and then put a bunch of backups in there uh, who really can't do anything because that's why they're backups. So, so what is that total when we get the announcement that this is an Easton Stick Blaine Gabbard game? It, I, does it move? That does go down, or is, doesn't we, it? Or is it mostly I would think baked so. in? Think. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of it is baked in, certainly, at 36. But, you know, then even more people are going to come in and bet it. But there's no reason. You don't play Mahomes in this game. You don't play Kelsey. No. Maybe you play those receivers, like – Guys, we need to see you not drop the football, please. <laughs> I mean, aside from that. Yeah, too much yeah. time off for those receivers may lead to more drops. Make it worse. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Tony's already in. Can they have more drops? <laughs> is that possible? True. It is. All of a yes, sudden, NPS is being acrobatic and getting all these things that are like five feet away from his radius, like just because it's uh, Blaine Gabbert throwing him the football. Like I, that would. Be I would fun. sit Rice. Honestly, I would sit Rice in this game. Mm-hmm. He's, Rice. That I agree. With. Along with Pacheco, he's their best weapon on offense that that Mahomes has for sure. Mm-hmm. And he has not been 100% these last few weeks. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, they, they have to have a solid, reliable ground game to really make a push back to the AFC championship game. And Pacheco has not been that healthy. So definitely, I think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, how about we move on now to the Eagles and the Giants? Currently, Philadelphia, they are now five-point favorites, uh, five-and-a-half-point favorites at BetMGM. Uh, total of 41, and Philadelphia – can still win the NFC East, but they do have to win this game and they do need to get some help. This team was 10 and one guys. Isn't that amazing? 10 and one. Mm-hmm. And then now they've lost four of their last five. They are horrendous. And uh, the giants look a lot better with Tyrod. I wonder if this number gets back to where we were at, at six. We just saw this matchup on Christmas, right? Um, Eagles win. I don't believe, yeah, they didn't cover that game. Giants ended up covering, but it, it always felt like, it, it felt like the the Eagles should have won by a lot more than they did. And, you know, they dominated the box score. They, they outgained them by almost 200 yards. Swift had a good game. Saquon did pretty good. Like, that's the thing. This Eagles defense is horrendous. Just awful. They know that they're in, and it's just a mat. Like, if you're the Eagles, what is your mindset here? Are you gung-ho on this? Like, do you think that the Cowboys are going to lose just for that chance of getting that two seed? And, and maybe the argument that you make if you're Sirianni is we need to get right. But mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the case. Um, very curious about this game. I Anybody want to lay it with the Eagles right now? On the road, five and a half? No, in fact, <laughs> I was thinking I should have put them as my worst uh, team in the power. I rankings. thought about it. I thought about it, but, you know – Hurts and just making the Super Bowl last year, that was hard for me to do. And, you know, Hurts is still there. So I I don't have a problem with it. I probably would uh put them on. I mean, it is it is crazy what has happened with this team. I don't even know how you can make sense of it, but I do think that this is like a last ditch effort to get something together heading into the playoffs. Like you can't take your foot off the gas after the performances that they've put out there on the field. Like what would give you the reason to think that? And now like we're saying, Oh, Nick, Nick Sirianni, it's his fault. Uh, Ed was saying yesterday, maybe it's Jalen hurts fault. Like this is a disaster yeah. that's going on in Philadelphia mm-hmm. right now. This has to be the, the last time. This is a get right spot because they're, they're now out of options. How many MVPs have we discussed all season long and what chunk of time went to Jalen Hurts just because of how well that offense was performing because the brotherly shove is, you know, the most unstoppable play in the NFL in the last umpteen years, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I wonder in this game if this line moves in the Giants direction and then I may want to pounce on Philadelphia after that. Because, yes, the Eagles should win this game, and they should probably win it comfortably. And Aaron, for all mm-hmm. the reasons you talked about, like you've, you've got to build something and get some confidence in these guys going into the playoffs because right now I have to believe it's shot at this point. 
But I can also see a lot of Giants backers in this spot because we remember that second half when Tyrod Taylor was out there. And that was thrilling. That was dramatic. So Mm -hmm. if you're using that as your vacuum, then okay, I can see why the Giants could make this competitive. And, you know, they have something to play for in some sense. So, yeah, I would probably wait a little bit, assuming the line goes in that direction, and then I'd pounce on the Eagles prop. Is it four? Is that the spot? Yeah, if we get to say four, then yeah, I would go ahead and take Eagles. Sure. So laying more than a field goal, are we sure the Eagles don't look up and see it's twenty-one to three Cowboys, thirty-five to ten Cowboys, and are like, you know what? Let's shut this down for the rest of the game at halftime, going into the fourth quarter, that sort of I, thing, and then a two-score game. Exactly. Giants yep. sneak in the back door. That that's the scenario, right? Howie Roseman, he's having those meetings this week. They're they're coming up with their plan. Um, that's what they would they will do. So that that's what's scary about laying even a shorter price with the Eagles. If they're gonna look up and see that the Cowboys are up twenty to nothing at the Commanders in Ron Rivera's last game, and mm. there's no reason to play the starters in the second half. I might go one step further and not just say it's based on scoreboard, but how is Washington looking? Like, do do they look absolutely flat? Or mm-hmm. is it a fluky 21 to three kind of a score and there's still a chance? Like th- this is where the beauty of win probability models can come in, where if you think Washington still can still have a chance to win that game outright, then, or it's say like the Cowboys are up big, but there's an injury or they pull their, you know, whatever. That may be a situation where you want to be a little bit more careful and not just sort of let loose immediately. The, the yeah, it might be more of a fourth play. quarter spot than a halftime slot spot maybe yeah, go ahead, Joe. yeah sure the afternoon slate is gonna be riveting because we have both mm-hmm. of those games that we're talking about and then like there's the bears packers game where the packers are in if they win and they're out if they don't and here's one that's getting a lot of chatter right now i don't know what to do um i don't think we'll learn anything what do you guys think niners rams Mm-hmm. There could be movement. Like McVeigh could fall to seven or have six. I think this is an interesting conversation because McVeigh has a history of resting guys. When it doesn't mean anything, he's not playing his guys. And you have Stafford as the quarterback. And right now they're locked into the six. Not, I shouldn't say locked in, but right now they would be the six and they would play the Lions. If I'm McVeigh, I want to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm playing the Lions. I want to go against Goff. I want to go against Campbell. Let's do this. <laughs> I love I love my my opportunity there. I would rather do that than go to Dallas. But I don't know if, if he's looking at it that way. Maybe he would value the health of everyone. Uh, maybe Puka sets the record, then he yanks him from the game, something like that. What are the Rams going to do? The Niners are favored by three and a half. There's no reason for the Niners to play anyone. No, but I wonder, I'm kind of small picture in this regard. Like if Mm -hmm. the 49ers, maybe they don't have a reason to play anyone, but let's say they still do because they want Brock Purdy to get more reps or whatever it is. If you see that, if you're Sean McVay and you go, well, we're not beating these guys or 
you know, probably more accurately, this is going to be a major challenge for us to win this game. Is it really worth this challenge knowing full well we're going to play an indoor game next week, regardless if it's the Lions or the Cowboys? Maybe that's Mm -hmm. like a second half bet of some kind or something where then they sort of pull starters because this is going to be too much of a task to try and do this. And we're going to put so many things on out on film that would be unnecessary. Yeah, I think the only motivation in this is McVeigh to help Puka break that record. Other than that, like even McVeigh in preseason doesn't take it seriously. If I'm going to use that approach with the Ravens, I think the same applies with McVeigh here. So mm-hmm. what we're, we're going to be talking. So both sides probably sitting starters, right? What, what number do we get with Carson Wentz? <laughs> probably the same. If both sides <laughs> Darnold against Wentz. Are you serious? You got to put yeah. the 18 casters on that, right? Well, you got to. I also think neither team's going to show the other team. Like, they know each other plenty and well and everything else, but like, they're just going to roll out the balls and play both sides because they could face each other in the playoffs. Like, why would you show anything here? Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Rams, or I want to worship your opponent for next week. I, w- I want to play That's the Lions. It. If I'm the Rams, I, like I agree, I, I think the six, yeah. I, it is different. Like if the Eagles were the two, I'd say, hey, let the chips fall where they may. Um, sure, Cowboys, I also think are beatable. And if you're the Rams, I feel like you feel like I know. I think the Cowboys handled them pretty easily earlier this year, but this time around, I feel okay if I'm the Rams. But I still like. I think the spot you want to be is the six. I agree. Like I don't know why you would. If you have a chance to determine that, I don't know why you'd leave it up to chance. Is uh, Are people doing more live betting than any other week of the year this coming weekend? Yes. Absolutely. Also, knowing this is the last regular season game, I think like casual <laughs> bettors like my friends will probably be out at a bar just live betting going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I know what they're going to pull their starters now, like jump, maybe jump mm-hmm. it, but there's also going to be overreacting once starters are pulled too. So it's going to be really interesting day, day of betting. Like I back to the giants convo, like they're down 17 to six at halftime, but you see the Cowboys have a big lead. Maybe you, you hit it then mm-hmm. maybe because so. like the starters, you assume the stars are going to come out to at least start the third quarter, maybe for the Eagles. And so that could be one. Who knows what this Rams Niners game? Most sports books, we as betters algorithm. and fans, yeah. yeah, yeah, we as betters and fans think very differently than coaches. But I would not be surprised True. if Sean McVay is thinking in the back of his head, "Hey, we get the six seed. What if we're playing the seven seed in the NFC Championship game? Then we get home field advantage." Now, to us, that's nuts. But to him, a super competitive person, I would not be surprised if that thought has crossed his mind. Packers, Rams, NFC Championship. That's what he's Let's go. talking about. Ugh. Let's go. No, there's no this. way. <laughs> <laughs> this is Beck Joel Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we tee off a new season of golf with our bets for the Century Tournament of Champions. But we will deliver this with a twist right here on the Beck UL Network. Davis, time winding down. Are they going to get the ball up in time? Clark for the win. Yeah! Oh! She does it time and time again, the 40 piece. 
This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. I'm starting to think Caitlin Clark is really special, guys. Another buzzer beater for her. Can you believe it? The Iowa Hawkeyes continuing to roll. Maybe they can finish the job this year and win the national championship. We'll see. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. How about we talk a little golf now? The Century Tournament of Champions. And we're going to do this a little bit differently because Paul Aspen has placed, uh, what was it, like, you know, 80 to 90 bets on this tournament. And what we're going to do is predict what his bets are for this tournament happening at uh, the Kapalua Plantation course out in Maui. So uh, how should we start this? Uh, Joe, do you have a, a prediction that you want to jump right so, in here? I think it's it's basically which guys am I backing sort of thing. Um, it was kind Because of, Joe thinks I've got a list of guys, and he might be right. But, like, so I, I was telling these guys, Joe, uh, I have bets. You guys have twisted my arm into betting, like, a full card on this, on this tournament. So I have my outrights, but... I think you got to unmute yourself. Yeah, as twisted well. your arm, but, Paul. We have your family hostage oh, for sure. We're forcing yeah, you to yeah. make these bets by making right. a joke after the show ended. All right, what what do we have right now? How many outrights are? Are there any matchups? It was Top four teams, yesterday. Like Did you add more? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I had the four outrights yesterday, and now I have a couple more bombs, oh. some matchups, uh, top twenty. <laughs> Uh, so we are we're kicking we're off the season shape. grand Dude. style yeah <laughs> form isn't even a thing and you're all chip center of the table course history yeah but but i've yeah. played the course course's so like history. i obviously have course oh, oh i got i got i got it Alex. playing the oh. course well that that means you know yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. know if so i mentioned my, that played the course yeah, yeah. people yeah. that uh, are like wait wait golf is starting yeah uh there's plantation course maui man it's gonna be all i i always have this tournament at all on the tv like pretty much at all times oh it, this it's for the views because, the data yeah. winner like it just feels so relaxing to see it uh how much did it cost to play it do you remember uh yeah it was for it was for a bachelor party i mean the wedding was out okay. there too but it was uh mush's oh, wow. cousins uh bash bob was nice enough to invite us or whatever i guess we're name dropping nice. um but no it was like bob. uh there are like, a lot of bobs yeah you know bob mush. Sure, there's a lot of bobs out there bob mush obviously uh, i think it was five i think it was 500 um is it worth it? Yeah, that was like, yeah, for the day. I wouldn't like, you know, do it all the time. But well, it's actually also a funny story. So I had to rent clubs. Yeah, and so like you could do it at the course, but you're paying course prices. So of course, Ooh. me being me, like look up some things, and like we end up. And I was with her um, other cousin, um, and a couple of us went to. I was like, hey guys, I found a place we can rent clubs. It was like some rv car park or like it was basically just like a shack are you like kidding me a, yeah <laughs> they, they still well, talk you, about that but they yeah. know that nobody's flying their clubs out but yeah everybody wants to play right. but nobody has, brings their clubs out there all right um yeah. my and i'm not even saying these are bad bets because i think there's a strong case for this one on your card definitely tony fino tony fino is on the card that's yes. right. Ooh, I yeah. have a one. Too. 
Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go to with Sung Jay. Sung Jay is on the card. Sung Jay is on the yes! card. Thirty-five so to one. Amazing. And Sung Jay four here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh boy. He has uh, decent court history there. There's a layup yeah. here. Oh, we're two for two. We haven't missed anything well, yet. Tagala, I'm saving right. him. That's easy. Well then, well, then I'm taking it. Sahith Tagala. You got him on the card? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I already wrote three. it down. I don't I didn't know. Even, oh, I have to I wait for his stole. response. I wrote it down. I'm like, yeah, that's him. 70 on our guy Tagala. So, like, this is his year. Um, oh, I was pretty this confident. This is you- his year. Clip <laughs> it. <laughs> I was pretty free. I don't know if you're getting number four. Like, I don't know if you're getting number four. I'll say that. Is this the bomb? No, there's four more. There's four bombs. So, oh my God, we can do round two. Oh my. All right. Um, I'm just thinking about the range that you typically bet. So, in. you know what? Hold off on that. Let me just yeah. make the case for these three guys real quick. All right. Finau, T7 here last year. Two career top tens here. Uh, Sungjae, T13 here last year. And five appearances has finished in the top 15 each of the five times he's played here, uh, including one top five. There's a decent price on top 20 for him also off of that at even money. And then Diala, 33rd here. Uh, as I said, this is his year. Um 59th in driving distance is, you know, everyone, because again, because I've played the course, wide open fairways. Like you can just bomb it and worry a, less, a little bit less about accuracy, uh, which, mm-hmm. well, you would think a theory would have helped me. Did it really show up on the scorecard? Maybe not. Um, and Tigala has the putting to go with it as well. If he gets on the green in two, like he can put some crooked numbers up there. So, um, so those are the three so far. I'm, I'm gonna go with Matsuyama. No, Hideki did not. It's he's 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 on the list of my guys, but he did not. The price and yeah, I didn't get there with him. What? Tell me what What? is the range? Not a bad price. In terms of the range odds, these are all. I mean, other than Thigala, Thigala. So we're not on the bombs yet. We've got one more regular guy. He's usually um, he's usually betting on guys thirty forty, right? I know, but is that what we're talking about for the fourth one? Is it in the 30 to 40 range? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. Matt Fitzpatrick. He doesn't, I don't think he's got the club to keep up with the big bombers on this. He finished Mm. seventh Um, there last year. I I think. Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right, Jake. Is it Cameron Young? No, but he's, he fits the mold. Um, like Cam Davis. I haven't written down. No, the cams. Let's knock out the cams. The cams are both written down. Wow. But the cams are out. We're out on cams. Wow. All right. Let's no run cams. that back. Sam uh, Burns. Da, da, da. I was just about to say Sam Burns. Sam Burns. Yes. Sam, Sam Burns. Burns. On the car. So, I mean, okay. what you got? I mean, you guys got Mr. it in like four more guesses. That's pretty good. So. 32nd year last year. Again, all these guys, these four guys all played here last year, all finished, you know, 33rd or better. Uh, he's a guy that can bomb it. 21st in driving distance. His accuracy, not as great. Uh, but he's another guy that finishes up, you know, with the putting as well. You know, eighth strokes gained with putting. So those are those are the four outrights that I'd say are maybe the more serious, quote-unquote, plays. But those are my guys. I was trying to think of an acronym, acronym for this squad, but I, I didn't really get there. So Yeah, it's too tough. It's tough. 
Um, all right. What about the the bombs? What are they? Okay. So the bombs. Look, John Rahm, really good at things. R.I.P. Um, but really good at things. Heading to live. Uh, multiple things on the golf course, but winner last year, and he's another guy that, on top of the rest of his game, which is really good, obviously, eleventh in distance, driving distance. But accuracy off the tee leaves a little bit to be desired. 129th in accuracy, but again, forgiving course. So I went like, I was just like, all right, what are some guys that can hit it far off the tee and then maybe not the best with accuracy, but have a little more wiggle room here. Luke List is there. Luke List is on the list. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. 125 to one first round leader. Like I'll play these guys first round leader too, because you're hoping for one good round. Uh, 50 to one 23rd in driving distance, 160th in accuracy, uh, but T 11 here last year. So Luke list is on the list. Okay. Eric Van Royen. No, no. I saw his name some places, but I did not, I didn't get there with him. Seamus power. Jake. No, Jake should get one. I know. I looked at him. (laughs) Seamus McGee. <laughs> Jake Siwoo Kim. No. All right, I'll, I'll give it out. Not, you did not go Nick Hardy. I went Nick Hardy at three hundred to one. Oh my god! And also oh seventy-five god. to one. Jake went to school with Nick Hardy at uh, you know, at Illinois. For him, Isaac Trotter and Nick Hardy. That, that leads up, leads off the handicapping there. notes. Jake went to school. <laughs> no, thirty fourth, thirty fourth. He's going to middle school uh, as well. Distance. Hey man, um, <laughs> but again, you guy that you know, thirty fourth in driving distance, accuracy leaves something to be desired. One hundred thirty second. Did not play here last year. He's more of a Sony Open guy over on Honolulu, but you know, expanding his horizons here, going over to Maui. But I, I, again, looking for one horizons. good round with the uh with the driving distance so nick hardy luke list and i got a i've got a great oh, narrative one. i know one okay harris english no no okay it's been done Previous winning winner. clark that's been done but he's a hundred mellow bajagas no no but look saw his name i mean i looked at him i saw his name <laughs> great great these guys great narrative play great narrative play great narrative play Ben on got suspended yes. for cough syrup all right like so he's been he's been itching to get back on the course 90 to 1 eighth in driving distance 179th in accuracy but again played the course pretty wide it's forgiving um but i just think like look it's a it's a first round leader play as much as anything but 90 to one mm. first round leader at 40 to one um so i think that is one and then i got one more yep. to uh redemption for florida state uh vincent norman with two r's uh 125 Dude, who even one. knows this guy who? with florida state <laughs> I did. Famously? No, first round leader at did fifty. You just read his Wikipedia just a minute ago. Who is? Oh, no, I think it was listed. Like as I was looking at the bio for strokes gained, I think like Florida State was listed somewhere on there. But again, another it's guy, top ten normal. in driving distance, accuracy leaves something to be desired. Uh, but one hundred twenty-five to one, first round leader bomb at fifty to one. I'm oh, there. Man. 
Vincent. Yeah, yeah, the conditions in Tallahassee and Maui are exactly the same, so I understand the play, no doubt. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Von Dalzell with his favorite NFL and NBA plays, right here on the BetQL Network. He's Swedish. <laughs>